came without ribbons. It came without tags. Join in if you know the words. It came without packages, boxes, and bags. Seems like there's always some Grinch somewhere with his heart two sizes too small who's always trying to stop Christmas from coming. And these folks with their small hearts, they usually end up learning that Christmas indeed does not come from a store. It means a little more. It actually means a lot more. The story of Christmas is nothing less than love coming into the world in the most unexpected of places, in the most unexpected of people, in the most unexpected ways. Even in the guise of a little baby born to a homeless couple who hang out with shepherds. At first, the story of Le Chambon seems to be about Andre Trocme and how he led resistance against the Nazis. But like most stories, there's so much to it. First of all, his wife Magda, they were a team. When they arrested Trocme the first time, she led the community in his absence. And then a couple years later, when they were ready to come for him again, he had to flee. And she continued to lead the community till the end of the war. There was also an assistant pastor, Edward Thies. And there was a village of 5,000 people about the size of Hopedale. It really does take a village, sometimes a handful of villages. Le Chambon was the center of activity, but the surrounding villages in the entire area helped out at least a little bit. In all, some 25,000 people were involved. Their entire region in the mountains of France near the Swiss border. It took all of them to do this. Had but one person turned informant, it might have all come crashing down. We like to say in Unitarian Universalism that every night a child is born is a holy night. And Christmas is a reminder that you too are a holy child of God. And you, yes you, may be called upon to be a savior of the people just like Andre Trocme and Magda and the congregation and the village. And if so, just like them, you will not do it alone. <clears throat> Too often in our culture, we fall into the great person view of history where a strong leader gets all the credit as the hero and an evil villain gets all the blame. We learn that the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King led the civil rights movement and Hitler exterminated millions of Jews in a genocide on top of causing a war. And yet the civil rights movement was not just Dr. King, it was thousands, millions of people marching, sitting in, protesting. And as for the Holocaust, well, it wouldn't have happened if everyday people hadn't ignored first the absurdities and the atrocities if everyday people had acted more like the village of Le Chambon. Here in the United States, we learned that World War II was caused by Hitler, who exterminated Jewish people. A horrible thing this guy Hitler did. But in Germany, 
they're taught that the entire German people were responsible for the Holocaust in World War II. There's a big difference in that. For good or ill, nothing happens without our consent. It takes a village to be a savior, like Le Chambon. It also takes a village to commit genocide. What if, like some people in France, the villagers of Le Chambon gave in to the Nazis? Jewish-German political theorist Hannah Arendt says, the problem in Germany wasn't our enemies, it was our friends. It was a problem of what they called coordination or getting in line. How, people ask, did this happen? Did so many people just get in line with the Nazis? And she tells us lots of people rejected the ugly, ugly stuff of the Nazis, but they gave ground in many little ways that made it all possible. People began to concede premises to faulty arguments. They began to reject the facts of propaganda, but not the impressions or the outcomes it caused in the society. For a lot of people, the new paradigm of authoritarianism was so disorienting, they simply couldn't see it for what it was until it was too late. But not in Le Chambon. We would know nothing of Jesus, born in Bethlehem under a star, if he hadn't had a group of brave followers who, under threats of their own safety and under threats of their own death, continued to tell his story and pass on his teaching. And we'd know nothing of Andre Trochme or the structures made of snow that melted if even a handful of villagers coordinated or got in line. I think one reason the people of Le Chambon did not get in line was that once upon a time, they were the Jews. They were the people who were illegal. For the Protestants of Le Chambon were Huguenots, and for hundreds of years, they were illegal in Catholic France. Their forebears had to escape into Switzerland through the same mountain pass that later their descendants would use to help the Jews escape. In 1941, the Jewish woman knocked on Andre Trochme's door and asked if she could have shelter. And in this story, there was room at the inn. There was room at the inn and in people's houses and barns and schools. Simple act of hospitality. A simple act. It's funny, Trochme took the pastor in Le Chambon because it was a tiny church and a tiny out-of-the-way place, and having become a pacifist, he figured he would be able to practice his pacifism unnoticed in such a backwater. But the war found him, as the war tends to find us who would rather not be engaged in it. Eventually, the head of his church in France wanted him to stop his activities because the Nazis were putting pressure everywhere because of it, and of course, Trochme refused. When the Nazis interrogated Trochme, they asked him where the Jews were hiding. He said, I don't know Jews. I only know human beings. 
the people of Le Chambon not only hid their Jewish friends and those who fled to them, they refused to sign loyalty pledges. They refused to have parades when ordered to do so. They refused to ring the church bells when ordered to do so. They practiced the gospel. They didn't just read it on Sunday. They stood on the side of love. When pressed, they knew no Jewish people. They only know human beings. Love indeed shows up in many unexpected places. You know, justice is what love looks like in action. It's easy to practice hospitality, to love your neighbor as yourself when there's no consequence in doing so. But when loving your neighbor as yourself may result in your own death, that's when we really find out, I guess, if we love our neighbor as ourselves, if we notice differences or if we notice human beings. The entire village of Le Chambon was recognized in 1990 as righteous among the nations by the Yad Vashem, the Holocaust Memorial in Israel. The first community as a whole to ever be so honored. It's an amazing story. You know, when the Nazis were coming to the village and they knew the Germans would be there, the people of Le Chambon hid the Jewish people in the forest surrounding the village. And when the coast was clear, in order to tell them it was safe, they would go to the edge of the forest and sing. Part of the story always reminds me of the Who's singing Welcome Christmas. Now, the night you were born was a holy night. We are all holy children of God. Each and every one of us has an opportunity to be a savior. Our world needs all the saving it can get its hands on sometimes. And so you and I and all the messiahs, we continue to come year after year, Christmas after Christmas. Strange thing is, there's nothing terribly extraordinary about any of us. We just see human beings. You couldn't stop us if you tried. There will always be those with hearts two sizes too small who try to stop Christmas from coming. Nazis and Grinches of all types. But they will always fail. Because you cannot stop Christmas from coming. You can't stop Christmas from coming because you carry within you the ability to make it happen anywhere at any time. For inside you, you have the light of love. And all you have to do is put love into action. And it's Christmas.